On our previous episode of Eclectic Musings, Brian interviewed Celeste on her new beginnings in the trad world, where she climbed three trad routes at Fortress Wall two weekends ago. And now she is back with Stephanie. This is their first trip down with, to the red with Celeste, and this is their first ladies trip. So we're going to talk about how the day, our first day went. Stephanie, let's talk about our first day. What did you think? Uh, I think we definitely maximized the incredible weather that we had available. We came up from a little outside Indianapolis in Shelbyville, uh, left by about 8 a.m., got to Bruce Brothers, left wall? right left main wall um by probably about 1 p.m and we both got five pitches in uh well i actually have to uh, admit to 4.5 i did bail and have my uh what's it called when you rush when you set up the route for me rope gun yeah i I had my rope gun set up a top rope for me to learn some moves on a very exciting and classic project called rat soup Red stew. Yeah. Red stew. <laughs> Not red soup. You can only have red stew. Tui stew. Oh, I wish that a rat cooked all my food in the tiny <laughs> chef's hat. It would be amazing. But we got on a really stupid eight, one star. <laughs> we got on an incredible five nine, three stars. What was it called? Send me on my way. Send me on my way. I had to do it twice because I had actually never climbed anything that fun because I always go along with the the experts who like to climb really hard and uh, I always just get to do whatever 10 or whatever 9 is available. But we're at freaking Mirror Valley and everything is like Jesus holds everywhere, <laughs> flowing. It was amazing. But I think the problem was, I was so hyped on it, I climbed it twice. And then I got on a sick 10A project of rat stew. So sick. It was very sick. Uh, and I was super pumped. So Celeste helped me through a move that like really I could not figure out. Um, her beta was totally different than mine and it, I couldn't have done it without her beta. So that was incredibly empowering to at least get through what was the crux for me. Would you say that's the crux overall? I think so. I think that was the crux. We'll say it. We'll call it the crux. This was based on the other group who also struggled at that same spot. Yeah. And I asked her how to make those moves too and she said she tried to veer right but at first she moved to the left. And that was the first thing you did as well. You yeah. gravitated towards the left side, but then they just told you go to the right. Not to spray beta, but just because she said that. And I think that's the way I went. Yeah. Yeah. My my first run, I was like on track for an on-site. Only halfway on track, so I shouldn't get any points. But I made it through... Uh, some really fun slab, which has always been kind of a thorn in my side. I'm a little scared of slab because it doesn't seem like fun to fall in a tre- cheese grater style. So I made it through that, but then had to have Celeste uh, help me out with some beta um, right after the the ledge that kind of leads into the crux. But overall, this is my first time at Mirror Valley. Um, 
it's literally the most luxurious climbing in existence. Uh, I was so hyped to be out there that even when cleaning this perfectly bolted route, perfectly like dog tagged with its title, like there's no doubt what route you're on, you know exactly what you're doing. Uh, I'm cleaning the route in this meditative state and uh, as soon as I accomplished all my cleaning tasks, um, I would think I was just so hyped from the day that instead of saying, all right, Celeste, ready to lower, I found myself saying, let's go. <laughs> and Celeste and I said, all right, I think you mean lower. Or, or just like some sort of question mark that you sent my way. Some sort of question, you want to go? I can go, <laughs> like, but I think saying? I can't leave you here by yourself. We could totally go, but yeah, I don't know. Let's hit it or quit it, or you ready to lower? We gonna bro hit that shit or quit that shit? And um, what I meant was I'm ready to lower. But what happened was I was accidentally in a empowering and meditative headspace. And if you're trying to communicate to a belay partner, you need to not be in that headspace while lowering. So now we realized that that is not what you're supposed to say when you're lowering your route, but I kind of like the vibe. So <laughs> I kind of like the, the hype of cleaning and respecting the route and saying goodnight to it. <laughs> let's go, like let's fly down, let's head out. So first day it was like a mega success for five hours of climbing, I would say. What are your thoughts? Super mega success. I think today was a success given the fact that today was a perfect October day all the leaves looked like at their peak fall colors and then we saw all the mushrooms medium fall colors <laughs> I definitely yes we saw all the mushrooms not edible mushrooms these are wild mushrooms on the trails and then just the approach itself was really nice it took about 0.6 of a mile to get to Bruce Brothers wall from the overflow parking lot we got to the parking lot at noon and got there, there was a lot of people. There was actually a climbing guide who started teaching one of the the guests, customers. Yeah, more people, because he was teaching them on that stupid 5.8 that was weirdly like unflowy to the point that it was hard. Yeah, he think? was teaching him how to belay from an ATC. Yeah. Which I thought he was, he did a good job describing it, and the, the guy was able to belay him just fine. The guy climbed it with his approach shoes and then put in his put set up the top rope with a quick draw through the wrap ring so I ended up asking him if if that was if he had set up the top rope on wrap rings because otherwise I would have said oh that's probably not a good idea being a guide but he exp after he explained it I thought okay you're the expert here so <laughs> that's all fine but then all said and done after all the people climbed that 158 route we had the crag to ourselves it was great. It was amazing. Even though... So peaceful. Yeah. We even had some time to do some yoga poses. Like a couple of yoga poses. So we did a tree pose on the bench. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, Trash-wise, there... Yeah. Tra <laughs> Garbage-wise, the crag didn't have a lot of trash. I think most of what I saw were little tiny bits of trash. Like snack wrappers and... And I think climbing tape is another thing I saw. Nothing too crazy compared to Devil's Lake from last week. It really feels like Disney World for climbers. Like 
especially if you're getting a not busy day at Mir. Like, first off, you're greeted by this, like, hyper-friendly southern woman who's like, here's all the expectations, here's your emergency contact, like, you're going to be extra safe and just have a great day and welcome to this, like, universe of Mir. Um, and then the trails and approaches are a little bit long, but incredibly easy and incredibly well-maintained. So I kind of felt like it just felt like an excursion compared to other crags. Oh, yeah. I definitely felt that way, too, because this time she greeted us at the gate. So we gave her the entrance fee, which yeah. actually goes to it's a donation for the nature preserve. And then you get into the parking lot and then you get to their main pavilion. And lo and behold, I see stick clips that are out there. They had maybe five stick clips for for rent. You could just borrow it for the day. It's a loaner. You can use it. And then they had a sanitizer. And then they also were selling mini pocket guidebooks for $10. They're normally $20, but they were selling it for $10. As a souvenir. Because if you have like a mini guidebook, you could kind of journal in it and reflect on your routes or whatever. Exactly. We really need to not drink this beer because I'm getting so like hyped on climbing tomorrow. Do you think we can, do you think we can go back with the, it's just going to rain overnight, right? I think so. So we could double check again. I really want to explore yeah, more. we're kind of planning on what's happening tomorrow. It's supposed to rain a little bit, but it looks like it's going to rain in the evening. So we should be able to go back to Mirror Valley and check out all the other crags like Johnny Wall, Tectonic Tectonics. Wall. They have so many classics down there. My first 510D was at the Great Wall, which sure, a lot of people might say it's a easy 510D, but a 10D is a 10D, you can argue, but... It was amazing. So every time I go back to Mirror Valley, it's always a great experience. And then the other thing was, um, they do have two nice bathrooms when you get to the main parking lot. And then as soon as you hike down, whether it's the North Trail or the Southern Trail, they have another pit toilet stop that's quite luxurious. We didn't really use it because we just kind of use nature to run its course. Yeah, it's funny how being in the climbing community like things like that make you feel like a princess like it's so incredibly nice to have a well-maintained trail and to have like bathrooms along the route and the approach and so it's awesome but other than the whole Disney World aspect Celeste I'm curious what it was like for you as you've been you've been coming down here quite a lot um kind of in fall of 2020 you've been pushing your grade a little bit uh, but now coming back for girls weekend, the goal is just have as much fun as possible, right? So how did the 10A feel for you? Oh, definitely. The 10A felt after two weekends ago, after doing a lot of trad, I felt that I was ready. I felt like I sent my first 510A this year. I was really struggling this year with COVID and everything and not being able to climb doing some home quarantine training and did a couple of trips to the red for the third time here at the red just today this 10a felt amazing in the past two months in the past two months this 10a obviously with the power endurance training that i did with brian foster 
climbing this 10A just kind of flowed for me. I just kind of found the right beta and being able to climb and taking in all my experience from before where I have tried a 512B at the hardest and going back to this 10A and feeling like, oh wow, I definitely know what I'm doing versus last month, no, six weeks ago when I tried this 10B, the um, I forgot the name, the 27 years of climbing or beef history of climb. It's also, yeah, at the gallery, it's also a five-star climb, classic route. That one I struggled so much, but this 10A was amazing. It felt great. All the moves were great. I felt like, like, yeah, you're right. Cotton candy. Or like beer at the end of the day or icing on the cake or... Like, I just feel like you have so much in you and starting to climb with you since you're getting back into it kind of after taking a quarantine break because you were forced to. Like, it's not like you wanted to stop climbing or whatever. Um, It's so fun to see it kind of, like, just slowly come out of you, like, all of your experience because, like, you didn't just on-site the 10A. Like, you flew up it. So (laughs) I'm truly curious, like... Did you have any moments in that first onsite where you, like, were like, oh, I'm getting a little pumped here, I don't know what to do, or were you just, like, in an absolute flow state? I was definitely in an absolute flow state. I haven't felt like that in so long. I don't remember the last time I've been that way. Even on my last trip with Brian, when I did the three trad routes and then the rock wars followed him didn't even send that and that was a 10a trad uh, going back and doing some some sport at roadside and i did i tried that 510a call route called a wall and then also the, the the pulling pockets a 10d those felt amazing too but i think a combination of the power endurance and doing trad climbing helped me with my mental game because all all I was thinking was climb make the holds make a move um, focus on your breathing and don't freak out just focus on what can I do to get to the next bolt and clip until the end and it was just an enjoyable experience whoever said that route congratulations because <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> It, I definitely felt like that watching you, and that's why going into it, I've only, for context, I've only sent one 10A in my life. I'm definitely, like, a newer climber. Um, but just watching you flow like that made me feel like I could do it too. And it was definitely, like, a little bit cruxy, like, involved some understanding. So I just thought it was really cool to see you do that. Yeah, I mean... It was a little surprising that, yeah, I did feel what I felt and you asked me and you were super excited about it, which is good because I, I love like just fe- feeding off energy. But what I appreciate watching you climb when, when I watch you climb is that you try and make the moves. You're very rational and logical about what you're doing. You don't just flail, get impatient, or get too emotional about a climb. You're you're stopping there and thinking about okay what am I supposed to do next and you're tired and and you're just kind of describing what's happening like oh I have a flapper about to happen but that's all you're saying you're not giving me a temper tantrum or saying oh I can't do this you're not whining it's just kind of amazing temper tantrums not necessarily temper tantrums but 
maybe not a temper tantrum, but more of um, a heated situation where the other person just, you can just tell that they're frustrated and they're, they're starting to feel like they can't do it. They're starting to feel like they're giving up. And I remember when you climbed that 5'9", sent me on my way, was it that one or was it the 5'8"? You were stuck at a spot where I think that was the oh, crux the of the move. Oh, it was the 5'8". You almost bailed on the 5'8". <laughs> and you said, hey, you want to just finish this? And I said, yeah, I could yeah. do that. But I said, well, maybe you could give it another try. And you tried it and then you made the move. And I like that you just persisted and continued to figure out how to get back up there, even though you had already thought of giving up. So kudos to you. That, that's pretty amazing for the amount of time that you've been climbing. It's really good. My Our pizza is here, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> this is amazing. We always record our podcasts at Miguel's. This is going really well. Thank you. Here we are. Yeah. You waiting on one as well? We just had our amazing half pizza where we had pepperoni, bacon, pepper, onion, mushroom, and basil as toppings. It was amazing. So now we wanted to talk a little bit more about how I was getting emotional with Stephanie and I just really appreciate her stoke with this climb. Let's go. What do you, how do you feel, Stephanie, about this? Well, I feel like extra warm and fuzzy from a ridiculous pizza. But other than that, I think right. we just kind of came out of a, a deep pizza conversation about our upbringings and stuff. And I think that it's really just kind of magical the type of I guess sentiment that comes with like a belay partner because a relationship <laughs> a relationship um, I've never heard that before so that's awesome um, it's a thing it's a thing not like let's go but it's a thing <laughs> well now let's go it's a thing so. yes <laughs> now we're ready um uh, what was I gonna say? Shit. So. I'll cut that part out. Yes, thank you. Edit me. Because. Oh, yeah. So, it's been a long time coming for me to find, like, good platonic climbing partner. Uh, it's very easy to find climbing partners on the dating apps these days. And I really just appreciate not only Celeste's mentorship, but also her support of, like, my progress. Because I think when you're kind of the rookie in the group, um, it's really easy to doubt your milestones and make them smaller than they should be. And I feel like every time I climb, half of my head game is just that I'm not good enough yet. And that that is a lie. Like, progress doesn't look like on sighting your red point all the time. Like, progress just looks like breathing through things and getting one clip further than you were planning on based on how you're feeling or whatever. Um, and I feel like Celeste really helps me do that versus other partners just want to see me send, 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 and, like, that's not what it's all about all the time. Exactly. I could just say from my experience, I have definitely flayed on, on a lot of routes, and I have been super stoked about climbing routes that I've never climbed before that are way harder than my pay grade and and I was okay not tending it which is fine but when I finally sent that 10A today after not being able to send anything and flailing on a 5.8 on my last trip I mean it's 
it's not because oh because I trained for it or maybe I ate a little bit healthy and then ate Chick-fil-A right before the trip but I think it's also the vibe you get from your climbing partner or group just just the attitude you that you take towards climbing in general like if you have a positive mindset towards it it it'll carry and it becomes contagious and then you just feel like you're way stronger than you normally physically are mm -hmm. so thank you for the experience today i look forward to the other two days of crushing it and letting things go yes. let's go <laughs> i think we're kind of coming let's go <laughs> i am ready to lower um <laughs> That's the line of the trip because that was just the weirdest thing I've ever said. I just, I, and I think the fact that I ended up saying that shows how weird and heavy the stoke is because I was like cleaning something and like in this weird nirvana state. Like I couldn't help myself. But what I think is so weird and cool about this particular trip is I feel like both of us, we came into it a little on like the not necessarily injured side, but like about to be severely injured. So we're being a little bit cautious. And so we didn't make any like extreme outright goals for this trip. Um, and I feel like that just makes the climb so much more magical, like not being concerned about getting to the next level or whatever. And I got to see Celeste just like, absolutely crush a 10a today and i know she hasn't felt um, as flowy lately as she wants to so I, i i just think that goes to show that you don't always have to be pushing your grade you don't always have to be i'm coming into this trip with these goals and these expectations there's literally no expectations like we're just trying to eat pizza and drink beer and like touch as many cool rocks as we can so good thursday Good Thursday, and tomorrow will be a good Friday, so stay tuned for good our next Friday. recap. Himself. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Let's go.